Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here, and you're listening to the CFI podcast by M0A.com, where a good pilot is always learning. Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here. Welcome to the CFI podcast. Today's topic, what makes a great CFI? And today's episode is brought to you by our number one rated online ground school and our CFI partner program. You as a CFI, I want to pay you. Anytime you refer a student to our number one rated online ground school, any of our 10 books, in-flight emergencies course, private pilot, instrument pilot, written test prep boot camp, you're being a great salesman or saleswoman for us. I want to compensate you for that. In fact, I'll pay you anytime you send a student our direction. So uh, you can learn more about that by emailing myself or better yet, email the CFI uh, partner program manager. His name is Scott, S-C-O-T-T at M-Z-E-R-O-A dot com. Scott at M-Z-E-R-O-A dot com to learn more about that. What makes a great CFI? First off, let me get something off my chest because you'll hear this a lot. What does CFI stand for? We often say certified flight instructor, but according to the FAA, if you really want to dig deep into it, it actually stands for certificated flight instructor. And you always get a few little people who get rubbed the wrong way. Well, he's not a certified flight instructor. He's a certificated flight instructor. to to each his own. The FAA does technically call it certificated flight instructor. We'll call it CFI for now. You'll hear me call it both certified, certificated. It doesn't matter the least bit to me, but I know some people uh, are big into everything's got to be perfect. So covering my bases with that. You'll often see things like a great CFI is professional, has integrity, is always ethical, you know, it's, to me, it sounds like a bad mission statement at some sort of faceless organization that just puts those things up on their wall so you want to do business with them. You know, and that's the opposite of what I believe we should uh, do, but not those principles, by hanging up mission statements that say things like integrity in our flight schools. Why don't we live out integrity instead of having to tell people that we're we have integrity. Why don't we live it um, instead? You know, a great CFI has those qualities. But like I said, I shouldn't have to tell you those sort of things. You should just always be honest. You should always be ethical. It should go without saying. What I want to share with you in this podcast today are the different things that you may not be thinking about. And I always share that I learned to become a good or great CFI by unfortunately having some bummer CFIs in my day. In fact, I had eight different flight instructors just for my commercial pilot certificate alone. I've had quite a few flight instructors. I've had great flight instructors and I've had flight instructors I couldn't wait to get rid of. It's just how it goes sometimes. And I learned how to take the best from the best And the worst from the worst and and make a 180 on it and say, geez, they're real bad. They're doing this. I want to do the exact opposite of what they're doing. That's how I learned. Because one of my tips is this. 
as a CFI, a great CFI knows what he or she doesn't know. I've had flight instructors, I don't like using the word lie, but it's it's the truth. Just You ask them a question and they're too scared to either tell you they don't know that they almost just make something up just to, just to satisfy your request for knowledge. And as a budding student pilot, you take what they say to heart because it came from your flight instructor. It must be true. But it's not the case many times. A great flight instructor knows when to say, you know what, I don't know that. And this happens to me at least you know, once, twice a month, especially with our, our online ground school members and our webinars every Monday night, sometimes those guys will ask the best questions. And I have to sit back and think and say, you know what, I used to know that, but I don't know that anymore. You know, I've never been asked that question. I don't know, but let's figure it out. Not, not Jason go figure it out, but I do want to figure it out and figure it out well enough to teach it. But let me show you how I figured it out. Let me take you through the process of what I did and the research I did to come to that conclusion, to come to that answer. Because sometimes it's one thing just to rote memorization, tell a student something. It's another thing to show them how you found that answer. I don't believe students are being taught how to read through their far aim enough. I learned this the hard way very early on. One of my very first students showed up and I told him the things he needed to have to be a private pilot. He went out and bought them and of course one of them was a far aim. The day of his check ride comes, I said, listen, make sure your far aim is still current and don't forget it. Don't worry, Jason, I'll bring my far aim. He brings his far aim, we're taking everything out. I look at the far aim, it's still in the shrink wrap. He's never opened it. His check ride examiner is gonna be here in about an hour. <laughs> I said, listen, you better take that thing out of the shrink wrap, rip the cover, rip a few pages, let's drag it behind my truck, highlight a few things. This thing needs to look like you actually used it. Too many times as flight instructors, we're used to just giving answers and not giving the resources and the power behind our research and how we found it. I'm all about letting students figure things out on their own, but sometimes there's an easier way that we can show them. And a great CFI knows that. You see, through the CFI podcast, obviously today we're focusing on what makes a great CFI, but we're going to talk about what it takes to become a CFI. We're going to talk about business strategies as a flight instructor, whether it's working for a flight school or working independently. We'll cover the issues of insurance, that sort of stuff, finding students, market. I'll work through those things with you. But before we can do any of that sort of stuff, we need to learn to become a CFI, which I'll share with you as well. And we need to learn how to become a great CFI. Not everybody is meant to be a flight instructor. If you've done, obviously if you're listening to the CFI podcast, maybe you're doing it just because you're curious. Maybe you're doing it because you're an aspiring CFI one day. Or maybe you, you truly are, you know, you're becoming a CFI here soon. You've probably had enough experience to realize that not everybody is meant to be a CFI. CFI for a lot of people, and there is nothing wrong with this, but CFI for a lot of people is just a stepping stone. It's a way to make a little bit of money, gain a lot of hours, and sit in a hiring pool at Delta and wait for a phone call. 
And there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, I know great CFIs that that's their story. While you're a CFI, be the best one you can be is all I ask. You may be sitting in a Delta hiring pool. You may only be a flight instructor for the hours and the money. All I ask is just be great at what you're doing right now. And what you're doing right now is you're being a flight instructor. And one of the ways to be great and be a great CFI is to know what you don't know and be humble enough to tell your student that and show them how to find the answer. You know, a great CFI knows when to go and when not to go. Here we, here we come back to personal minimums again. Guys, I, I don't want to say I get tired of talking about personal minimums because every time I talk about them, someone goes, oh, that personal minimum thing you talked about, that was really good, Jason. So some people are just hearing it for the first time. You might be hearing it for the hundredth time. I don't care what it takes, but it's going to sink in eventually. Have those hard set personal minimum numbers, especially as a, effectively you're flying for money now. Let's go listen to the first episode of the commercial podcast. Hear the stories about flying for money. Know when to go and not to go. And this is so hard to do because you add money to it. And John, who's our, our director of video production uh, here at M0A.com, recently moved into a new development and was getting to meet his uh, landlord. And his landlord said, so what, you know, what brings you to the area? What are you doing? He says, man, I'm, I'm working for this aviation company. We have an online ground school. We make aviation videos. And the guy goes, oh, man, let me tell you my aviation story. I took one flight lesson and I quit. John says, what do you mean? He went out to the airport, had this lesson scheduled, and it really, the weather just really wasn't, uh, wasn't that great. And the, the first thing he did is he walked in the flight school. He said, okay, before you fly with us, you've got to buy this Learn to Fly kit. So they sold him about $300 worth of DVDs. They sold him about $200 worth of E6Bs, plotters, charts, um, a few books uh, in there as well. Um, and then the kicker was, they also said you need to buy your own headset. And they didn't just have any headset there, they sold him a Bose headset. This guy's first flight lesson shows up, and not including the flight hours, he's about two grand into it. Welcome to aviation. Flight instructors, that is no way to introduce anybody to aviation. So here's this guy, he just drops two grand goes out and walks outside, and it kind of starts sprinkling a little bit. And the flight instructor says, come on, no big deal. A little bit of rain never hurt anybody. Let's go. And the student, again, because the student doesn't know any better. This is a brand new guy. His only time in an airplane was when he paid Delta or AirTran to take him somewhere. So we're pre-flight in a little 172, and, and you know the rain kind of keeps coming, keeps sprinkling, everything else. And and this guy's telling him all about the airplane, and he, he said, listen, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to pay attention to this pre-flight, but I'm, I'm getting wet, you know, and really, it's kind of thundering a little bit. I, I, I just, I, I don't know. It, it's, you know, I wouldn't go to the beach today, so I don't think I'd go flying uh, today, but this CFI seems to think it's okay, so I'm going with him. So they get in the plane, they start up, and they, and they take off. And it turns out, to let you in on a little bit of backstory, this CFI is just that. He is a CFI single I, not a CF double I. In fact, he had no actual experience in his logbook. For his instrument rating, all he had done was foggle or hood time. 
which I, I again, I, I've been fighting the FA with that for a long time, saying we need the difference between the foggles, the hood, and actually being in a cloud is totally different. But but that's another argument. So they they get in the airplane, they depart, and about 800 feet, they hit the clouds, fly straight into the clouds. And next thing you know, the here comes the turbulence because I mean it's it's rain and it's thundering. It's getting really really bumpy. Of course, these are all gray clouds that are flying through. It's getting very very dark. They're starting to see flashes of light. My student is freaking out, and so is his instructor. The one person that's supposed to be calm, cool, and collected really shouldn't have ever got them in that situation in the first place. And they're buzzing all around, and it's about this point that he tells his student. John's landlord, these exact words, you better make peace with your God because this may not turn out very well. Your very first flight lesson, and those are the words you hear. Can you imagine it? Well, they ended up uh, being okay. They called ATC, basically declared an emergency. ATC found an airport that was reporting high enough ceilings, vectored them that way, got them a descent on down, they landed. <laughs> I don't know if the gentleman ever paid for his lesson or not. Um, all I know is um, he has a bunch of DVDs and a Bose headset and some other things that uh, never got used but certainly got sold to him. Not a great first aviation experience, huh? And when I heard that story, it just, it made me sad that we had the chance to get a new pilot in aviation and a bad flight instructor screwed it up real bad, real, real bad. A great CFI understands when to go and when not to go. And this is true. I mean, that's a very extreme case, obviously, but guys, you've got to be careful about this when someone comes in for a discovery flight, or really, someone comes in and they're under hour 10, you need to be so careful with this to only fly on perfect days. No bumps, no low ceilings, no rain. It sounds like sunrise and sunset flights is about all the first 10 hours should be. They should be beautiful flights. They should be fun flights. They should be smooth flights. Would you believe that 60% of students who solo drop out of their flight training and never finish? Solo. They get their medical. They actually solo. They're so close to their check ride, yet 60% of them never finish. The number that just take a discovery flight or a lesson or two is even worse, 80 to 90%. Of those never finish their training. We're doing something wrong as flight instructors. Um, you know, back to John's landlord story. It's an extreme case, guys. And I know you, you desperately want to get up in the air. You want to make money. You want to introduce somebody new to aviation. You want to get flying. But you've got to pick those perfect days to make it happen. You know, another thing a great CFI does is a great CFI gives pre- and post-flight briefs. I harp on this topic a lot because it was oftentimes that I would show up to the airport and I would not know what we were doing for my flight lesson until I'm pre-flight in the airplane. My instructor says, okay, today we're doing steep turn, slow flight stalls. 
Today we're staying in the pattern. I wish I had known that so I could have studied. It's so important to a pre-flight brief. Hey, Jason, we're doing steep turn, slow flight stalls. Why don't we sit here for 15 minutes and chair fly and talk me through a steep turn. Talk me through your stall recovery. Talk me through getting in and out of slow flight. And after our flight, we do a post-flight brief. Spend 15, 20 minutes doing more than just collecting a check and signing a logbook and scheduling your next lesson. Sit down and say, okay, let's play Monday morning quarterback. Let's recap our flight. Great. Here's what you did great. Here's what you can improve on. Here's what we're going to do next time. So study this. That's where the power of like our online ground school comes in. You tell someone we're doing steep turns and they get assigned the steep turn lesson. So they know now, okay, I'm doing steep turns. I got a video to watch now of Jason's. Really, we make it easy for our flight instructors. You know, great CFIs ask the right question. In your previous endeavors, how have you found you best learn? Great question to ask your student. How do you learn? Obviously, this can't be their first hobby. They've had to have tried other things. It could be as simple as karate. It could be boating. It could be, I don't know what it is. Learn, you know, drive a motorcycle. I don't know what it is. They have other hobbies. How did you learn them? Are you a visual learner? Do you learn by hearing? Are you a kinesthetic learner? Do you learn by doing? How do you best learn? Another great question. What schedule do you have to commit to flight training? And this might come off the wrong way sometimes, but you know it and I know it. The more time you can invest in your flight training, the more money you're going to save. No flight instructor likes a student who shows up once a month because you end up doing the same lesson month after month after month and get nowhere. My minimum is two lessons a week that I make students do because you and I both know weather is going to happen, maintenance issues are going to happen, life is going to happen, and one of those two lessons will probably get canceled a week. So now at least you're doing one lesson a week, and if it doesn't happen, well, great, you did your two lessons a week, and you stay on top of it. What kind of schedule? Are you in a point in life where this is something you can afford to do time-wise and money-wise? Because the two biggest killers of learning to fly are time and money. And if your student hasn't set the money aside, I say a minimum $7,500, unfortunately, or the minimum of two days a week, they could be back-to-back. -back. They could be Saturday, Sunday, Friday, Saturday. I'd like to see them more spaced out, like a Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Thursday type thing. But if you want to do them back-to-back, -back, not all the same day. Now, hear me out on this. I didn't say two lessons a week. Because if I said two lessons a week, someone would try to do a double header on a Saturday. That's actually counterproductive to try to do double header lessons. Fly in the morning, fly in the afternoon. You're pooped. Flight training is hard. What I want you to do, I noticed I said, how many days do you have to commit to flight training? A lesson one day, a lesson the next day, and that's even pushing. I'm okay with fly Saturday, fly Sunday. That's not bad because it gives you at least 12 hours or so to, to kind of digest and, and take everything in, that what happened. That's so important. That, that time away from the airplane is very, very important. You know, how does your student learn? Figure that out. Figure out their schedule. 
Ask them the right questions. Make sure you are a good fit for them. You guys can tell I am a talker. In the book Personality Plus, I am what you call a sanguine personality. I kid you not, my mother still has it to this day. In elementary school, we got our interim uh, report cards. And one of the comments on there was excessive talking. And the note said, Jason would talk to the mini blinds if they would talk back to him. I'm, I'm a talker by trade. I may not do well with that similar type A personality because neither of us would get a word in edgewise. I do better with a melancholy type personality. I do well with those technical type people because I will explain a topic exhaustively because if that's even a word, I'll just keep going through it and rambling for that technical person until they finally get it. Those are the kind of personalities I work well with. And I encourage you to learn more about the DISC profiling system. Uh, The the book I read is by Florence Littower, The uh, Personality Plus. Great book to learn more about yourself and be able to spot different personalities as well. Working with students, it's an important skill to have. Last thing I'll leave you with, and then we'll wrap it up here because I know we're running a little bit long, is a great CFI, lastly and most importantly, put safety first and reputation second. Safety always comes first. From a weather standpoint, from a maintenance standpoint, from an I'm safe, pave checklist type standpoint, if you always put safety first, you will always come out ahead. It may ding your reputation a little bit with your student who, geez, Jason's always canceling our lessons. Or man, Jason's always squawking something broken on this airplane. If you always put safety first, you'll always come out ahead. Again, it may ding your reputation a little bit, but that's a risk I'm willing to take. Listen, guys, for more great podcasts, videos, for things if you're looking to send your students, just send your students to m0a.com. And I encourage you to reach out to Scott, scott at m-z-e-r-o-a.com. Mention our CFI referral program. Mention you listen to the CFI podcast Um, and he'll hook you up with everything. I want to pay you for referring students and sending students our way. So visit m0a.com to check out some of those great videos, 10 best-selling books, our number one rated online crown school. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this. Be sure to leave us a review in iTunes. Enjoy the rest of your day. And most importantly, remember that a good pilot is always learning. Have a great day, guys. See ya.